Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com, that's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. School of Humans. This show follows the investigation of serial murders and contains material that may be disturbing. Listener discretion advised. Welcome, everybody. Kurt Kubitschek here. Thank you so much for tuning in to our bonus episode. I wanted to bring you all back because there was a lot of things we wanted to share with you all, including more in-depth interviews with Cecilia Stein. We'll also hear great insight from Nikki Falkoff and more from Marinda Stein. So I've got Jennifer Takini, my co-producer, here with me. Hi, it's great to be back. And also, I'm really excited to introduce another important team member, our lead producer, Julia Criscow. Hey, good to be here. We're going to tie up some loose ends of the case, including what we currently know about the open investigation into Colonel de Jager, Captain Johan van Vick, and Cecilia's husband, Officer Dries Stein. We'll also take you through everything, including some of our wild adventures on the ground in South Africa. If you've gotten this far, we appreciate you coming to the bonus episode of Queen Havoc. Here's Dr. Nikki Falkoff. These countries with these kind of really big, opaque governments and these really, really complex angry, difficult histories of violence and these societies that are very diverse where lots of people feel left out, you know, in a way that you wouldn't necessarily get in Western Europe. Is there something about those kinds of societies that makes people more susceptible to the the sort of charisma that, you know, a Manson or a Cecilia Stein has? Quite possibly. Well, I met Cecilia Stein this week. Oh, my God. Yeah. How was that? (laughs) Um... Most people uh, could fall prey to her. Huh, okay, that's really Instantly, when we met, it began. Her control. Yeah, she was on it the moment it started. So she, there's some kind of, 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 of manipulative skill that this person has that is beyond the understanding of most of us. And if you're not, I mean, really... Hyper self-aware, yeah. you wouldn't see it. Wow. 
Imagine if she used her powers for good. So what was that like being in her presence then? So I know we talked a little bit about it in the episodes, but like, did you feel that she was like working that charm on you all when you were meeting her in the prison? I think so. I mean, immediately when we walked in the room, we were introduced to a lot of the staff and a lot of the people that were there. And um, it it really felt like we had to remind ourselves where we were because it felt like just a casual conversation with friends and, yeah. you know, just catching up, you know, over coffee. As a reminder, Sun City is one of the most dangerous prisons in South Africa. She instantly welcomed us. She just went in for hugs. It wasn't like we had a choice. <laughs> and uh, and But she was lovely and friendly. And, I mean, she made everybody in the whole area know that we were there to see her. And, I mean, she's laughing and giggling. She doesn't take anything really that seriously with us. She tried to keep everything really, really light. I mean, it, she brought us into, you yeah. know, where you forgot. It's strange when you obviously are like, how could you do this to people? And how could you, you know, do this, manipulate people, abuse religion, you know, cause people to take lives? And uh, and then you're actually with these people and and they're kind to you and they're respectful to you. And you obviously have your guard up, especially with Cecilia going, OK, she's she's playing chess, too. So and I think that was the biggest thing me and Jennifer, you know, was like, always remember, she's she, she can't shut that off. She she's always going to be Cecilia. She's always going to be playing chess. So Two don't get too ahead. comfortable. Yep. Don't yeah. get too comfortable. So but um, I mean, Marinda, as you heard in the series, you know, I was pretty rocked after meeting her. Um, but what was I think so overwhelming for me is that she was really, really nice to me. Mm hmm. And mm, to yeah. know that just in in a quickness that she could go turn and, and turn into yeah. whether it's because of her manipulated, brainwashed, right. you know, kind of um, psyche about Cecilia or she's just capable of that and has that deep thing. Right. But the scariest part is I saw the high school teacher. Yeah. Exactly. I literally experienced the high school teacher when right. I sat with her, mm -hmm. which was and the, not the, the daytime. Yeah. <laughs> the daytime Miranda. Yeah. You know, and it seems like everyone had kind of a split personality. I mean, Luke talks about that as well. Oh, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. You know, having feeling like he's one person during the day and then at night he's himself. And it's and it's so horrible to have to to put on this mask all the time. But I feel like for Cecilia and eventually Miranda, probably it didn't feel like a mask anymore. Right. It just became who they were. Yeah. Um, I see myself. As a I see myself as a vigilante. And then I thought, okay, Marinda. So I fetched my old broken dictionary. And it says there, a person who takes care of a criminal act. So you might not agree with the vigilante. See, the people that we killed were bad potatoes. They were what? Bad potatoes. Bad potatoes, okay. I think one of the mo most interesting quotes from Cecilia that you all got was that Cecilia means blindness. Even in court, you listen to people testify, and it's their opinion of something that happened. Um, just example, in court, the prosecutor was explaining to me what my tattoos mean. Um, and I have an eye tattooed on my shoulder. And he was saying that it's the eye of Ron. I'm going, no, my name is Cecilia. It means blindness. She is using her charm to reel people in, 
but she's completely blind to their experience, to like anyone else's experience besides her own, which is like the narcissist psychopath thing that's happening. At one point, I asked Cecilia how it felt to be labeled the female Charles Manson. And this was her response. Well, this, this is the first time I'm, I'm hearing someone saying that I'm the female version of Charles Manson. Don't know a lot about him, but we'll definitely go check up on that. I, I was always more of a Ripper fan myself. It's, it's something that intrigued me. I do believe he was female. Just for the record, it's not a sexist thing. Um, females are, are, are so much better at everything else. What's the saying? Um, if what, what the devil isn't able to do, he'll send a woman. I believe that she saw this avenue into these people of let me give you purpose. Mm. Correct. Let me give you. I need to be taken care of. I need your money. I need a ride. I need your help. Let me give you something to be purposeful about. And that's what I think is slightly unique about this, you know, this serial mastermind, whatever, all the different names they give her. It's just a unique brand into finding people that specifically have this need to nurture. Yeah, no, that's actually a very, very, very good point that I hadn't thought of. Um, thinking about cult leaders that I, I know a little bit about, people like um, the Jonestown guy and other kind of massive cult leaders, what they tend to do is they, they do provide people with a sense of purpose, but in the sense that they go, you must follow me and then you too will be strong like me. Their charisma is about strength and power, whereas what she did was almost about weakness she was constantly showing how vulnerable she is. I wonder if that's something to do with being a female cult leader rather than a male cult leader, that you cannot take this huge, vast patriarchal position where you go, I am God, I am Jesus, everyone must follow me. Instead, you go, I am, I am the thing that needs to be saved from the greatest evil around and you must all collectively save me and in doing so, you save yourselves. Yes, and you're doing something good and you're doing something righteous. Cecilia used pity as a manipulation tactic wherever she could. She never failed to mention her sickness, even with us. I think at the end of the day, it was just a group of people really taking care of each other. I was the one that was sick the whole time. Yeah, my lungs are messed up, yes, um, all of those things. But it wasn't just taking care of me because I was sick. We were friends. We cooked together. We ate together every day. Um, we visited together every day. Um, I think it was more just being there. I know in the court case they pulled that out of proportion, but it was really just a group of people taking care of each other. Um, so, yeah, what they say in court and what happens in real life is two completely, completely different things. Cecilia is chock full of contradiction herself, constantly creating a facade to hide behind. Detective Ben Boysen told us that he believes Cecilia and EPD to be connected to at least four more murders, ones that he couldn't prove. I linked them actually with, with 15 murders, but I could only prove 11. So I only took that 11 cases to court uh, at the end of the day. Ben also did some digging into Cecilia's background before the days of Rhea Grunewald and EPD even began. Going back... Cecilia's husband had a, a girlfriend in 2005 and eventually she was also killed in a brutal way. But 
in 2005, Zach Valentine and Marinda and those people was, was not part of, of her. So I don't know if Cecilia did that killing by herself or was there at that stage other people in her life that she was convincing to, to, to kill people. Yeah, it's like Suzette said, she could open a university to teach people manipulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she had them believe that, you know, she gave everybody a teddy bear and they believed that she embodied the teddy bear and that she could watch them through the teddy bear and all their actions. And so Marcel and LaRue believed that they were being watched at all times because of that. She never admitted anything to us with regard to the crimes and told us her versions of everything. We knew that there was a dark side or a shadow version of herself that she didn't show us, which was capable of saying and doing whatever it took to get what she wanted. I also believe there's no big or small sin. Sin is sin. Whether you lie or kill or steal, some people steal chocolates, some people steal people's lives. Um, yeah, whether it's it's shoplifting or murder, or there's no big or small sin. Sin is sin. Um, so yeah, yeah, I don't have the right right to judge anybody. Um, I think we're just us, you know. We'll be right back. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's full regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. A lot of those conmen and grifters end up being religious leaders and then they just become conmen and grifters at a larger scale, right? Um, I'm just, I'm thinking about the kind of really extractive evangelical churches that are popping up all over South Africa where people who have very, very, very little are giving most of what they have to a preacher. I would love to dive into that because we've also found our way to attend one of the church that one of the police officers who's under investigation right now is pastoring. Oh, wow. Basically, we found out while we were there that de Yagard, uh had opened up some kind of a small congregation of his own. I know this is absolutely insane, right, after hearing everything we just did. So uh, on the day that I was set to go into the prison to see Marinda Stein, 
Jennifer was very interested in obviously joining me, but the only time of this church service was the day I was set to go into the prison. So I kind of, uh, you know, looked at Jennifer and said, hey, I I know you're going to be on your own here pretty much, but I think this is really important, don't you think? And she totally agreed. So Jennifer, you want to tell me about that day? Yeah, so I I really was curious about Diager and wanted to ask him some questions. We really wanted to get the perspective of the detectives that we hadn't spoken to. We hopped in a car with one of our colleagues from South Africa and drove two hours outside of Johannesburg and pulled up. And unfortunately, I was left to my own devices to go in by myself. And we were running a little bit late. So unfortunately, the church had started and approached the you know, it was like a small house, similar to like a house in the valley in Los Angeles. I was a little paranoid about going in. What was I going to say? Um, hadn't really quite prepared the questions or, you know, what the approach was because I knew that he was a pastor of this church. And so it was a delicate process to try to be able to speak to him and walked up to the ornately carved wooden doors and pushed lightly on them and it was locked and so I thought I had an out. And then I, I turned around to leave and then a person unlocked the door and opened the door and welcomed me in. And as soon as I stepped into the church, uh, the room went silent and I was staring directly at Diager, who was at the pulpit. He was maybe around 5'8", five, 5'9", five, late 50s, Short hair, like piercing blue eyes with a a big presence. He kind of teeters between like lovable grandpa and Tony Soprano. And he slowly walked down through about 30 chairs of people and embraced me in a hug and had me sit down on the back row near a fireplace. <laughs> The guy that was standing guard at the door locked the door, and I immediately scanned the room looking for windows, doors, some type of exit, and there were bars on the windows. There was one back door, but that was it, and then there was a fireplace, and that was it. So I was kind of stuck in this room, and I tried to blend in to the best of my ability, but um, the whole church service was an Afrikan. So as soon as the singing started, they... There were several individuals in the congregation that stood up and they started waving red flags. Um, Wow. Like, you don't need anything more clear than a huge red flag waving in your face to get the hell out of there. (laughs) The universe was like, go now, get out. Uh huh. The fact that you were locked in, where you're like, I feel like I would have been like shaking, like my hands would have been shaking. Oh, yeah. I I mean, the thing is, once the door locked, I knowing feel like you're, you're in Temple of Doom right now. Yeah, no, knowing the door locked, knowing <laughs> knowing what I knew about Diager, I think was the scariest thing because right. here you have this guy who's at the pulpit, you know, giving a, a sermon for families for there were children in there, you know, like it was a family church, and he presented himself as this family man, you know, that was helping the congregation, and that's one side of him and you know we knew another side of him but um so it was all different kinds of people family young yeah, people families, older young people, people yes and then at one point so they were singing hymns and 
he asked a couple of people to come to the front, and and then a person started speaking in tongues, started convulsing, and then collapsed onto the floor. And the Yager and some congregation members came and helped her up. As this was all going on, our colleague, who was out in the car outside, texted me saying, look, you need to tread carefully because this is a private church, this is a private home, he is still a detective, he's still on the force, and if he feels like you're being aggressive with him or, you know, con- too confrontational, he could arrest you. You know, you're trespassing on his property. So the service wrapped up, and uh, Diager again walked down the aisle towards me and in English, you know, asked me if I wanted to come join the congregation in the back room for coffee and tea afterwards. And so followed them all in there and led into a really small back room. It was tiled floor. There were windows. And the the congregation all surrounded me, and um, they handed me coffee. Were you set at ease a little bit now Um, that you had witnesses and more people be kind to you? Yeah, there were – I think I was a little bit more at ease. But at the same time, my anxiety was, you know, peaking because – I didn't know what I was going to do because I thought, oh, I was going to approach him, ask him some questions about the case, and then realizing that that's probably not the best idea. And um, the congregation surrounding me, and then his wife, his wife comes up to me and was really close. You know, they, the congregation was very curious about who I was and how I came to be there because this was two hours outside of a main city. And I told them that. I told him that I had found the, the church through Facebook, which is true. And then I also had our our South African colleague texting me going, do not do anything stupid. <laughs> like, I can only bail you out so far. You know, you don't end up in the same prison as Cecilia and Miranda and the rest of Electus Perdeus, which I don't know if that's actually possible. But so it got awkward because... As everyone was surrounding me asking questions and I didn't, I was kind of backing up against the corner, you know, not really sure what to say to get out of there because I wasn't going to take this opportunity to confront him with his wife and his congregation. There's kids, you know, it's like this was not the time and the place. And so I just sort of cut out and said, it was so nice to be here and shook everyone's hand. And then quickly ran out to the street in search of our colleague's car, and they were not anywhere to be seen. And so I like, <laughs> ran down the block as fast as I could trying to find their car and found it, hopped in, and we sped away as fast as we could. But the the scary thing was on the drive back, another one of the, the colleagues that we had met with in South Africa while we were there texted me and said, oh... Diager mentioned that you visited him at church today. And I hadn't, you know, I hadn't told them anything or, you know, any name or, you know, maybe because I was from the States, like that was their connection. But, um, and that was really scary is that he knew who I was the whole time. 
Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. So, in sequence of events, so Cecilia gets convicted in August of 2019. Mm-hmm. Yes. Then, I mean, obviously, Dries was implicated in some yeah. of the testimony, right? Because he was living there, so he had to right. be Correct. aware of some of it. Is it safe to say that Ben Boysen was like, okay, this is not over? And in order to, like, actually end this, like, there's a larger problem here, which is there's corruption and organized crime happening in the police force, which... Dion Venvik talks about a lot. As a young prosecutor, in 1993, you would have blown me out of the water if you told me then this is what South Africa would become. Um, so there is an element of, uh, how shall I explain, uh, cancer in our moral fiber <clears throat> on, on, on ground level. It's safe to say that Ben wanted to get these guys behind bars. Ultimately, what we know of is the Yager was um, removed from the police service without a pension. This was November 2022. Right. And you all were there in August of 2022. So November 2022, Diager was removed from the force, um, I think a month before his pension was supposed to kick in. Yes. And there's currently an open investigation that could put him behind bars. I'm curious what you think Diogar's motivations might have been, because, you know, we obviously know from what we just heard from you, Jennifer, that he is like a God-fearing individual. And I wonder, you know, do we know anything about how Cecilia may have manipulated him? Like, was he just terrified of her because he also believed the satanic stuff? Do you think she was like paying him off maybe to keep them safe? Like maybe that's where Zach Valentine and John Barnard's money was all going to, you know, ensure they're all of their safety? I, I don't know, but my gut tells me that this is money. Uh, from yeah. learning everything we did when we were there and the investigation and how underpaid um, uh, and overworked the police force is, 
I think this is uh, just something where, you know, uh, he was able to make a little bit extra money. He had known and had a pri- uh, prior relationship with Cecilia. So there was kind of a give and take of, um, you know, financial things and also gifts. I think Ben mentioned that in, in the series and, and, and that kind of thing was going on because at the end of the day, I think there, there was just too much to risk possibly for Diager mm-hmm. if there wasn't money involved. The problem is the global system of capitalism that if a woman was in charge, she would also be stuck with. And I think that's also why this particular case caught people's attention so dramatically, because we are all so horrified by the idea that women could do this, particularly by the idea that a mother, a mother would sully her daughter in this way. It's absolutely horrifying and, you know, fascinatingly sensational at the same time. So I think that's drawn a lot of attention to this case. Colonel Henny de Yager has been released from his duties as an officer of the law and his pension revoked. Cecilia Stein's husband, Dries, is still working as a cop for the South African Police Service. Captain Johan van Vick came back to the force after resigning for a bit after Michaela's murder. He, too, still works for the SAPS. I want to add one more thing before we wrap things up. Something I thought was interesting. While we were in South Africa, I was asked by Luke, our main witness, to talk to Detectives Suzette Kenotse and Ben Boysen to try to arrange a visit. Luke wanted to go to the prison where LaRue is incarcerated to get some information and closure on a few things and potentially help Ben in the case against the corrupt cops. So I reached out to Suzette and told her about the situation. She'd helped Luke in the past and agreed to make the trip to be by his side. Suzette flew up from Cape Town to Johannesburg and met up with Luke to visit LaRue at Sun City Prison. During their visit, Suzette told LaRue, quote, I wish you had come forward to me then and told me your story. You were never implicated or involved in the first four murders. So if you told me the truth back in 2012, instead of when you were caught in 2016, you would have never gone to prison at all. Suzette told us that there was an unforgettable look on his face. She watched as the weight of her words sunk into his soul, and he felt the raw truth of them. Grieving the lost promise of yet another life he'd callously extinguished. His own. But Luke, there in prison with LaRue, he felt it. What he'd come to find. A sense of closure. LaRue Stein is set to be released from prison in 2039. There's also a small chance, according to the state advocates we spoke with, that Cecilia Stein could be up for parole in 2044. At the end of the day, telling your side of what, what, what happened, it is, it is very much liberating in a way. As we conclude this series, we extend our heartfelt gratitude to all who have supported this podcast and everyone in South Africa who welcomed us into your beautiful country. Thank you again for joining us on this journey through the darker chambers of the human heart. Together, 
we peered into the nearly unknowable minds of murderers and also ventured to grapple with the losses and the victims they left in their wake. And in doing so, we hope that we also illuminated those aspects of the human psyche that defy easy understanding. Cecilia Stein confessed she believes we are all sinners and that only God can judge us. I have to agree with her. But make no mistake, we can still recognize evil when we see it. Trust yourself and always listen to those whispers of truth inside you. Queen Havoc and Her Murder Cult is a production of School of Humans and iHeart Podcasts. Queen Havoc is hosted and created by me, Kurt Kubicek. Produced and written by Jennifer Takini, Julia Kriskow, and Kurt Kubicek. Lead producer is Julia Kriskow. Story editor is Zarin Burnett. Senior producer is Amelia Brock. Production manager is Daisy Church. Original music composed by Claire Campbell. Editing, sound design, and scoring by Jesse Neiswanger. Associate producers are Dashin Moodley and Jermaine Kriher. Additional producing by Ben Melman. Fact-checking by Dennis Webster. Recording engineers are Graham Gibson, Clay Hillenberg, and Josh Hook. Rinda Stein was read by Angelique Pretorius. Executive producers are Virginia Prescott, L.C. Crowley, Brandon Barr, Jennifer Takini, and Kurt Kubicek. We want to thank all of those who so generously welcomed us in South Africa and shared their stories. We're incredibly grateful to you all. We also want to acknowledge how traumatic these events are for the victims and their families. Please respect their privacy. If you or someone you know has been affected by cult behaviors, there are resources available, including Voices for Dignity at christinemurray.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. 
We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.